Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's hour two of Friday's Lori and Julia bursting through the metaphorical doors of popular culture. You can find us at MyTalk1071 on the MyTalk app. And if you're listening to us that way, you need to get registered with Listener Rewards. September has new prizes, including a $1,500 Lighting RX makeover from Southern Lights. We've got gift cards to Starbucks, Chipotle, and a $200 Staples gift card and a $100 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods. The only way you'll be eligible to win those is if you're registered with Listener Rewards. So go on, go and do it. All right. And also, the State Fair merch is only available for until Monday. That's it. So if you want to go check out some of that, there's really cute things there. Yeah. Till Tandon. I'm still Till Tandon. I kind of like Donna and Steve's. Love is the lodge. Well, love is, I know. We, of I, course, I'm waiting for my mask to show up. They must be busy. No, we're not going to send anything out until Tuesday. That's right. Oh, I didn't know no, that. No, we're taking all the orders. Is that an email? Uh, Lori. <laughs> I'm and on the order form and everywhere else. Oh, was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I know you don't. Yeah. Uh, she, Lori, I am her secretary. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no. You know I am. Was oh. that an email? Yeah, I was just kidding. That no, you so really easy. aren't. No. She didn't read it. I know. Well, I know it's coming. I know how to find the people who are responsible for getting the mask <laughs> me. They're right across the hall when they come in. Just give them a shout. So it wasn't really worried. I know who you are. Oh, my God. This Beyonce. Um, the 75 photos going back to the year 2000 it's are on the so Lori much Julia fun. Show page. They're really fun. I forgot about that amazing Emilio Pucci. She wore at the Met Gala in 2011 when the tip, just the outline of the top of the of areola. Her, of her areola was peeking through a little netting. Mm. Fetching. Fetching. And it was like a really cool, I mean, it was, I don't know, That's it's a fun gallery. Yes, it is a fun gallery. And I recognized her in a Monique Lulier at mm-hmm. the Academy Awards. I mean, she she is not afraid to change her style, no, man. No, she isn't. She, I would be very happy if I was Beyonce. I'm only on picture 47, but so far, I've only seen like two. I'd burn that on the hibachi. Yes. Outfits, all, all the rest you'd wear. Versace uh-huh. that Andy Cohen plays at Hibachi yeah. or Versace. Versace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's really anyway. Okay, so did you watch the Real Housewives of New York? Did City, I have a choice? Finale? Did I have a choice? The season finale. Did I have a choice? You uh, you told me yesterday. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Okay, I'm so you better glad. watch it. Jules. Okay, bingo was it's lame. Oh, that was a dra- no. that was a that was a drag queen. Yeah. Uh, event, but they never showed us any drag queens. It was just bingo, lamo, and um, but you watched it. I did, and it wasn't as bad as Beverly Hills. 
No. I like, I like love Sonia Morgan. Yes. I love everything about her. I love how he can admit her mistakes. She admits her vulnerabilities. She admits what she's good at and bad at. And I just kind of dig her as a person. Yes. And she struggles. And she finally got up at one point when everyone looked fabulous. And she had this very way too tight something dress on. I don't know what even the material was, but it looked flammable. Yeah. And she just kind of said, oh, you guys. I've been so worried about everything else. I've just let myself go. And I just thought that was such a real moment. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone could relate to that because sometimes you just get so stuck in all these other parts of your life and trying to keep all these balls in the air. And And that was last fall. And now here it is. I mean, Sonia looks like a A million million bucks bucks in the confessionals. I mean, she looks drop dead gorgeous. And that's all done after. But, But she really... You could see how she let she, herself go. Yes, she and, did. It's and, the most let go. And I love that she said to Ramona, what are you doing bringing a straight guy to an LGBTQ event? You know, Your friends are boring. Why would you bring them? Yeah. I mean, I love that she called her out on that because... It's, She's my favorite. Yeah. She just is my favorite. And then watching Countess oh. record... Maybe you could find it, Holly. Viva La Diva. Viva La Diva. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. I mean, Luann is basically doing the same thing she did nine years ago when she joined the show. So things are still working for her in that way. Now it's just another song. I did feel bad for her when she was doing a practice preview of Bleep, Mary Kill, her cabaret show. So bad, so corny, and just making fun of what a drunk and an arrested person she'd become it was painful it was her, materi- her material was, was uncomfortable because it wasn't funny it wasn't funny at it wasn't all. funny and sonia's like this isn't funny no it was bad she it was bad and she can't she's not doing that show so probably looking back on it she had to watch that imagine having to watch that oh if, if she's changing the show completely right and i know people who went to her show I know Here. people who went to it too, and they said it was so bad it was kind of good. Exactly, and that was very, <laughs> very. Yeah. Do you want some Viva La Diva? Yeah, here a little Viva this La Diva. It was Viva La Diva. Yeah, it was so bad. Viva La Diva. But I did like the outfits the ladies wore to drag queen um, bingo. Tarina had on my um, turban. The, oh, that was an amazing turban. Mm-hmm. And Luann, she was like uh, Captain Versace. I loved it. It was just kind of incredible. I wanted that Captain and Tennille hat. I wanted that Captain hat so bad because it was... It was it ha- was bedazzled with thousands of It must have stones. weighed uh, 20 Million. pounds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was really I want to dress up like that again. I loved Leah smelling her armpit. And yep. when I saw that dress, I'm like, okay, that dress she wore to the party, that's a Patricia P- Fields that she mm-hmm. got at in like 1995. That was such a mid-90s look. It was very hot. Smelling her armpit, being hysterical. I mean, she... Wearing tennis shoes. She's just the best. And then uh, poor old dopey... Uh, Horrible, awful Ramona, who I'm praying gets the axe. I mean, we just can't take her anymore. She's just the worst. But Dorinda had to leave the show being completely awful one more time because Tinsley showed up. Tinsley showed up and she flipped out and called her a biatch. You almost ruined our show. She kind of broke the fourth wall because she said you broke the contract. Yes, she did. We could have all gone down I mean, oh, it was terrible. We didn't know that, but she just went so. I mean, I can see why Tinsley quit the show because Dorinda. That also was her problem all year. She just yelled at this at at Tinsley all the time, and all Tinsley did was just look pretty and 
you know, have uh, anxiety about her love life and beautiful eyelashes. And, we, you know, I liked her. Here's the thing uh. about, about the housewives, okay? So I think... They need to mix it up. They need some new people. Well, I they think, need some diversity, too. Well, I think the reason why New York is so much better is they're at least relatable. They seem, these women feel real to me. Yeah. Beverly Hills, I just don't know. Yeah, right. But in New York, I mean, to listen to the different struggles yeah, that the yeah, people are right. going to, it just, it feels like you could relate. So there's at least an element in there that you can relate to yeah. as a viewer. Otherwise, I, I mean, I mean, Dorinda and Ramona's so awful. oblivious, but yeah. she's oblivious to it. And that's painful. Yes. I, I feel like, you know, someone in each of these stages or were this person at yeah, one maybe. point in your life. Maybe. So, I remember being a Sonia. I felt like a Ramona at one point. I felt but, like a Dorinda at one but, point during perimenopause. I felt like all these people in my life. But all the ladies, remember there's 22 episodes oh. of this, okay? All of the ladies felt like they'd changed in some way, good or bad. But Dorinda just seemed like she was just escalating and just meaner, meaner, meaner. And she got to go out and... Someone need to kick her. Her last her show, she was awful, yeah. swearing, and she was awful. So it was like, it sealed the deal. Yeah, I felt bad. That's why Bravo let us know ahead of time, because she, they knew that she was going to be so yeah. awful in this last episode. All right, we got to go. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. This isn't random. It's Friday. <laughs> people can't remember what day of the week it is. Yeah. Everyone knows it. There's so many studies done that people have no clue. It's time soup. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But it's Friday. Um, one of the best ads I've seen in a really long time from Nike is featuring Serena and Venus Williams. And they've been playing it. The U.S. Open's going on right now. And it's You Can't Stop Sisters, and it starts out with photos of them being young and then getting older and then winning titles, and it has them talking about we've been oh, compared, cute. we've been compared but by everything, by our age, by how many titles we've won, by right. how many times we've beaten each other, by this and that. But what what they've never kind of thought about is how we've changed tennis. And what, how great we've been for tennis. I mean, it kind of talks about, because everyone is the whole time, are you going to beat your sister? Are you going to beat your sister? Are you going to beat your sister? You're better than your sister. You're not as good as your sister. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Venus's voice. Because Mm -hmm. can you imagine she's the older sister and she hasn't won nearly as many as her Mm -hmm. little sister. But they're both amazing tennis players that gave inspiration to so many young people to play tennis. Because we hadn't had a serious female competitor right in a long time since like chris ever i mean imagine if they were white twins well right but i mean i'm just saying but they just said i know i'm just saying too though the what we've done two twin guys it just was it's a great ad we posted on the laurie and julia show page it'll make your heart you know sink a little bit but it's also what they've done for tennis right it's pretty amazing so being um serena's still in it but this is the story I wanted to get to. It's about a gentleman named Bill Edgar. He's from Queensland, Australia. So he is a private detective. And like four years ago, he was taking care of someone that was passing. Uh, one of his clients was a guy that was dying. And the guy kind of said, you know, I'm dying. I want you to take care of these things for me when I do die. Yeah, because I, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to tell anybody I'm dying, right. but I want you to make sure that, you know, none of this happens. And as a matter of fact, I want you to show up at my funeral. 
and to do all this stuff. Yeah. Oh my so, god. That so, is that oh, is he's a, the, he's oh the coffin gosh. confessor. Oh he's my paid gosh. to gate crash funerals and speak up for the dead. Oh. So he runs a business, ten thousand dollars for ten thousand dollars. He's engaged by people knocking at death's door to go to their funerals or grave sites and reveal the secrets that they wanted their loved ones to know. Oh. They've got a voice, he said, and I'm lending my my voice for them. So he was taking care of this guy, and this guy says, you know, I want you to do something for me. So here is what has happened so far. He wears something respectable, blends in with the crowd mm-hmm. at the funeral, sits in the middle, mm-hmm. and he says, I sit with the family friends in the middle, and in the case of his very first client that gave him this idea for this business, he said he was instructed to interrupt the man's best friend when he was delivering the eulogy. Uh-oh. And I was to tell the best mate to sit down and shut, shut up, up. And that his client knew that his best friend had been trying to have an affair with his wife for years. Oh, so he's not only just te- taking people aside and saying no, stuff. No, he's a gay- he is a wedding crasher. He's a funeral crasher. Mm-hmm. Oh. He said it. Another time, he had to ask three mourners at a funeral to stand up and please leave the service. And if they didn't, I would escort them out. He said, my client didn't want them at the funeral. He didn't like them. And he wants people to know that he is leaving on someone else's terms. Oh, my Um, gosh. And he said, despite the confronting nature of his job... Once you get the crowd on your si- your side, you're pretty right. Yeah. And because mourners were keen to know what was left unsaid. And so he also said some of his clients had the opportunity to reveal their secrets when they were dead that they couldn't do when they were alive. And here's one. Like, Give me an example. Okay. The first two were you got to be vindictive. Well, right. Here's one. He said his most comf- comforting job was telling mourners at a biker's funeral that his client was gay and his lover was in the audience. <laughs> And they took offense, but there was a number that already knew. Yeah. One time he told the priest to sit oh. down. Um, he, and basically, because he's under contract with the person that's deceased now and had the contract before right. they died, he has the right to take the deceased body from wherever they're doing it somewhere else. He kind of has the rights to the body kind of thing. All it's right. just bizarre. They're doing a TV show or a film on it. He's already people have gotten this and he's already been optioned. So this is for rich people. Basically rich people. It could be sexual items. It could be pornographic. It could be embarrassing. Money, drugs, guns, or the instructions to basically destroy anything. Wow. He said most people he finds are happy that they heard from the dead and their last witches that they couldn't say out loud. Yeah. And he said um, the unusual nature of his job has caught the eye of the entertainment industry. I bet. He signed a deal for it to be made into a movie or a drama series, his story. His role could be played by him. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Man or a woman, and the voice would be kind of like Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, I've got the contract of my client. If it doesn't go ahead, I take my client with me. So anyway, I just think, wow. Yeah. A psychiatrist says this is absolute crap and horrible that the person dying should try to mend the fences before they go. Yes, it's quite controlling, Julia, and vindictive. uh, Dangers of bombshells from the grave. Right. And And passive aggressive, to say the least. Mm -hmm. I mean, there isn't, I'm trying to think who, like... Have you ever been to a funeral where someone... No, but I'm trying to think, like, okay, who would I want to... Is there anyone I'd ban from my funeral or say, um, you know, have something... I can't think of anyone I dislike enough to do that to. Mm -mm. But, I mean, but you've always said, you know, Julia, here's where this is, and I'm always like, Lori, here's where this is. Yeah. you know, that kind of stuff that you don't want anyone to find, like your sex drawer, or toy drawer, or something. Oh, I don't like even that. care if anybody We used to it. talk about yeah, it. Yeah, now this I'm used just to like, be find, it. Like, find it. Find it and do be something jealous. with it. Be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Recycle. Yeah. So anyway, there would be an interesting, compelling drama series, though. I wow. think. Wow. Totally. That's, I mean, I've never been. It's people that have money and are vindictive. Exactly. They could do that, you know. I can't think of anyone. Well, yeah, I can't either, but, you know. I mean, we, like, you have kept track of songs you want played and things like that, because you had a funeral file. I've, has this changed? Yeah, I kind of, well, you know, it's somewhere in my little, you know. Right. My little, my little messy desk area. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this was something, you know, you've got, it's kind of an interesting concept, but you're right, it's vindictive, but oh. I think it would make a really good TV show. Yeah. It'd be a good drama. Yeah. Uh huh. We'll be watching all for all kinds that. of ways you could get, you know, get get people. Get well, because we always at the reading of the will. Yeah. There's so many different things that happen. Like, so I'd it's, like the STD funeral. I'd like the STD funeral. <laughs> like the the list of everyone. You gave me chlamydia. Okay. Get out the papyrus scroll. Sexual <laughs> diseases. <laughs> Calling them. Up. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We have Stephanie March here, one half of the Weekly Dish and the food editor for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. And Steph, I'm, I, I sent you my condolences the first day of the state fair thing. This, <laughs> this is your, you know, happy place. And now, yes. I'm, and now I'm on your Instagram posts, and the last two have been cocktails. <laughs> What's going on? This is. This is the way this works, isn't it? I mean, 2020? Yes, it is, and I'm yeah. always jealous because you like a good bourbon. Oh, God, I love a whiskey, man. I know. And I feel like I'm able to like now start to tuck in now that there's a nip in the air. It's just a little bit more of an excuse to have, a, you know, a little bit of a PD mash sitting up by a fire pit. Oh, man. Okay, hi, yeah. honey. We miss you, first of all. I miss you guys, too. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. I'm serious. There's been a lot of trauma. I'm just going to call it trauma in the restaurant world. And this week, hearing about Surly closing and, you know, and Butcher and the Boar. Yeah. 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 And it's really weird because, um, you know, I guess, I don't know, it's hard for me, too, because, you know, every week I put up little little notes of like, oh, so-and-so closed and, you know, Curran's family restaurant closed and, I mean, they're selling for something else, but there's little notes every week, but it's these big ones that seem to get everybody's attention. And I'm glad for that because 
you know, I'm happy to be talking about this because really I need people to be aware that we're heading into winter and most of the people who have been doing okay with their patios and everything else, they're looking at winter and going, I don't know, man, I really don't know. Are they and so? Are they thinking of like adding more heat lamps and expanding some and, things and putting other protection, like the tent, tent over, over, like you something? do for Oktoberfest, you know, where it's yeah. open on the side? Is that you know? I think we'll see some of that through October, mm-hmm. you know. But right. I do think that once we get into like November, right? Then it's um, then that let's, stuff collapses. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest about who Minnesotans are. Right. I mean, we're good and we're hardy people. And we love our winters, but you know what? We also love to get cozy and wear our sweaters and be inside. And that's that's going to be one of those challenges. We just don't know right. if people are going to want to be inside or not. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting closer and, to the vaccine. So yeah. keep our fingers crossed there. Well, I mean, but you can't. It's hard. It, it is a reality because the other thing, you know, uh, that's tied in with the restaurant is that, you know, they still haven't made a deal for like to save because we bailed out the airlines through October, yeah. but we need to save our stages because that's like 2,200 music venues all over the United yeah. States. And they drive restaurant and bar traffic because right. they have shows. I mean, right. they're, they're exactly. connected. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they haven't been able to be doing takeout. If you think about it like that, right. you know, at least a lot of restaurants have been able to be, you know, I mean, at small capacities and doing takeout, and mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of artists who have no other way of right. getting, you know, things, getting the money stream going. So and, they, you know, re- they're creative, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah. so they've just got to, you know, I'm just really hoping that they're going to yep. get together on that. And I know it's a bipartisan Klobuchar, and then I forget what Republican. Texas. Because it's, yeah. it's too much of the fabric, right, of all these right. downtowns and small towns and everything. Our little music places and restaurants and bars go together like feathers yeah. to rhyme it. Well, and it's. It's our it's our cultural it's our cultural quilt. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's really the thing that covers us and cre- keeps us warm and and keeps us going. Mm-hmm. So what, that's the hard part. Okay, so on in on the bright side, is there like some great new patios that you think are really fun that maybe people don't know about, or great new food takeout or something? Well, I think what's funny is that we have a lot of little things. You know, patios. I think everybody has found their patio for the summer, mm-hmm. right? You know, and has kind of really used it as much as they can. Um, but I do think that there's a lot more picnicky things that are going to keep going. People are going to still do meal kits and put that out there, like you know, even if it's just not at you know, it's even if it's at your house kind mm-hmm. of thing. So sure. I think takeout is going to get another bump, and they're going to do some creative meal kits and things like that. Um, but there are people who are doing fun little things. In fact, I just put up a blog post today about these three guys who have launched, you know, a chicken finger takeout window. That looks so good Uptown. to me. Yeah. That looks good. And it's it's called Chicks, and it's so funny. And they're such a great, they have such great energy, and it's a black-owned business. And these three guys were in nightclubs and everything else and sort of, you know, promotion and, and consulting. And they looked, you know, when everything shut down, they kind of looked at the window that's, you know, attached to Poor House in Uptown and was like, what can we do with this? Right. And then they started working on a fried chicken recipe and they just have launched and they have lines out the door. You know what I mean? Just like at the window waiting for people. People are waiting for their chicken tenders and they're yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. Did you read the story about all the old, old, old wine windows in, in yeah. Italy? I know. People have opened up. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I kind of think 
this is a great idea because it's a different way, you know, to serve people. Because well, yeah, people can line up for good food. And you're, you're standing outside yeah. and you can be apart. You know, you don't have to be like crowded. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's what we're really looking at is, you know, some of the places that, um, you know, may be able to be either quick pickups or that you're not going to have a crowd around you. That's yeah. going to be, I mean, I think... But I mean, again, it's like I say that and then I see people trying to push tables together. And so I don't know, you know, I mean, will they go inside? Will people feel comfortable enough? There's some places where I felt like, okay, well, I feel like the vibe in here is good. It's spaced out. You know, it's a high ceiling. I don't feel like I'm jammed in. And so I feel good about, you know, eating there inside. And yet the other day I went to Billy's Sushi, which is, you know, a place in the North Loop. And that's probably the only place I've eaten inside. But for me, it's mostly because I just love patios and I would rather be outside. Yeah. Because we can but, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to soak up as much of that as I can. But Billy's felt good. You know what I mean? Like there was enough room. There was not a lot of people. I also t- tend to go eat, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I don't mind going either super early or super late. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't need so to be that very Friday, crowded Saturday, seven o'clock reservation. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that is kind of a thing that people are doing, you know, sort of going maybe an off. Well, right. An off time. Like I was inside at the at the gnome. I had a reservation yeah. on the patio, but I wanted to see. And I mean, that's completely changed in there. But holy high ceilings. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. And they had it, right. people spaced out. And I was like, oh, I feel fine in here with my mask on. And I'll yeah. have and- you know, I would tell you that I think that Malcolm has said, she said that, you know, that it's not, they're not seeing cases come from restaurants. Right. It's coming from the party bars. It yes. comes from the places where the, you know, the, the actual, you know, sort of restaurants and bars that are getting tagged are the ones that are sort of just not really able to control because it's really about drinking and then the drinking happens in mass and then all of a sudden... Nobody has a distance. All inhibitions are gone. But I've been to a couple Mm -hmm. restaurants inside where you wear your mask in, you get seated at a table. But that's what she's saying is that the spread is coming from the rowdy drinking places. But there are restaurants you can go sit in and eat and feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel fine about it. I'll be honest with you. If If I take my measure and I see what it is, so I will probably, as myself, I will, and I... You know, I will probably eat inside this fall. Yeah, as long as I can tell that they're doing well, I would endorse that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of even parlor down on West 7th. You know, they have like the three or yeah. four rooms and the high ceilings mm-hmm. and they have a lot of I like it depends on the space. You know, I think all yeah. the little cozy load ceiling places are you know maybe not going to maybe they're, yeah they're gonna have I know. a hard time i can't think of one that are thinking about opening up pretty soon and i they're kind of tight and i wonder about that and i think they'll probably do take out for as long as they can and then see how it goes but okay tell me yeah. about this new um donut and wings combo place oh well this is another thing that i love this idea that you know the way that we're going to help each other is by this collaboration piece and really you know glamdal donuts and those lovely women mm-hmm. have decided to sort of uh, bring in the um, the Soul Bowl guys, you know, Gerald and, or Gerard and Brittany Class, who started Soul Bowl, which is sort of that new kind of soul yes. creation. I love those guys. They are, so they're doing Bad Wings, B-A-D Wings, and they're going to open up in Glamdall Donuts. So they have enough space there and they can do their production. 
And it's sort of a, it's not like it's a collaboration in terms of the businesses are combining. They're just giving them space to operate so that they don't have to go out and sign a lease and do a whole thing. Right. It's already a business. It's already working and they're going to be open, you know, a couple of days a week. And, and I'm sorry, think- but like uh, donuts and wings, it's like chicken ah. and waffles. I mean, I as far as being able to chicken and waffles, oh, just yeah. getting love, it at the same place right. is amazing. I literally <laughs> I want yeah. a crispy wing and actually a chocolate donut. That to right. me is actually perfect. I know it's really brilliant. Chicken wings are my thing. Yeah, I love but, yes. and then a donut to yes. you know wash it down with for a little dessert, and it's like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, and they're going to do some great. They'll have street corn, and they're okay. going to do you know some really great fun things too, and. You know, hot Cheetos street corn, which I cannot wait for. Yeah. I love oh my that gosh. Oh, that yeah. sounds so Are good. Are there going to be any stuff? Will there be any outdoor, like, uh, you know, social, like an Oktoberfest? Is all of that? Can we just assume it's canceled or? I think it is. It done. is. Okay. You know, we looked at, yeah, because, you know, the Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, we had a smoke out uh, festival we did last year. Mm-hmm. And we tried desperately to figure out how, how to, to do, do it, it. You know? Yeah. And we couldn't make it work, you yeah. know, with just with food and safety and mm-hmm. people and numbers. And yeah. so I think you may be able to find small things like, you know, the farm dinners have been pretty successful because they have the land to be able to spread people out. Right. Um, you know, and so like the pizza farms are all seem to be doing really well right now. And What's a pizza farm? On. I don't yeah. even know about a pizza farm. Oh, yeah. There's a, not, there's a couple of them like in Wisconsin, just over the border. Um, Nelson Stone Barns is one of them. And, um, you know, they just sort of and there's one in Wasika. Um, and they kind of basically do it so that you, you know, it's like, a, it's almost like you walk up to the window, you get your stuff and then you go find your own picnic spot. Yeah. So, oh, I like it. All I right. Too. It so, works. Yeah. I do too. Oh my. And the keg and case, you know, they're doing live music on Friday and Saturday nights yeah. and have the social distancing with restaurants outside. Yeah. I think that's smart too. I think food trucks, you know, seem to have done the right. I mean, they seem to be doing okay. And right. they, I think they'll continue to go forth and they can you know, they, you can find them in the wintertime. I think they'll yeah. probably stretch their season out as long as possible this year. Yeah, for sure they should. I think people are booking them to, like, show up in parking lots. And, you know, in fact, I was at, with Allie Kaplan, I met her at in Golden Valley at this public park, this Green in the Grain salad truck. And Green in the Grain is a place that we used to go get salads in the Skyway all the time. Right. And so they brought their truck to this park, and it was amazing how many people showed up. Just neighborhood people. Like, yeah. it wasn't like an event or anything they just put it out there right. and then their fans could show up and and support them fantastic all right so people can tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m 9 to 11 the weekly dish with steph march and steph yeah. hansen steph so good to chat mm-hmm. with you we got to go we're so overdue past time okay lovely see you oh, later bye great thank you so what are you trying to say hollywood hollywood speaking what is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Okay, Julia. This is yes, how sir. Samantha B ended. You know how she can she takes a topic. She's kind of like John Oliver that way and she just takes wh- it sideways, backwards, upside, upside down. Upside down. But yep. here's how she ended it. She said, "What was the topic?" Well, I'm going to I think oh, I, this right. I want you to Hollywood speak based okay. on what she says if you'll no. This is a terrible time to consciously uncouple from science. True. That. Who is she talking about? What's she talking about? Stop doing hangman and pay attention to me. <laughs> Think I'm about, playing against myself, yeah, Consciously uncoupling. Yeah. Well, of course. It's 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 totally political. Come on. No. Consciously Wait, uncoupling. uncoupling. 
This is all you gotta oh, do is. Oh, she's talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, oh, my, what did Gwyneth do? Well, what her point? She took on the four trillion dollar global wellness, wellness brand industry. Yeah, got it. And her primary target w- was Goop, and she used Goop as an example then of like other businesses. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because basically her whole point is that as long as a product doesn't claim to mitigate treat or cure anything companies don't have to prove anything about what they say in We're their marketing sure. this crystal is going to clean up your your you this has been and, in the makeup industry for years too right right but her point was just uh she said by promoting wellness remedies with little to no scientific uh, evidence goop is promoting things that are anti-science and her point was that mistrust in science right now is why so many people believe masks do nothing or yeah, cause yeah, yeah. coronavirus. Okay. And 30% of people believe coronavirus was invented for a lab. And she's just like, they're part of the problem of why this is accepted. Right so, now. Okay. I thought it was, uh, All right. you know, because it's bigger than goop, but she's just like showing it. She's like, it's so aspirational. And it's a symptom of a larger problem, problem. Yeah, that, that we have. Right? Yeah. I get that. So anyway, that was kind of like, but I didn't have any idea that you would not be able well, I just, to Hollywood speak consciously. I was playing hangman against myself. Julia, when the, I red, light, the, vowels. When vowels. the, when the <laughs> red light goes on, you have to put your pencil away. Okay. Oh. Anderson Cooper vows revenge. And Andy Cohen. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know when, and it's photos of the photo that Andy Cohen did of him, but why is it coming from official Sean Penn's Instagram? I have no idea. Oh, that's a lovely Instagram account. So that's a comedian. She goes by the name Caroline Goldfarb, and she makes all of these collages. Like, that's where I got, I, I have a Larry David mask. And so she does all these celebrity collages and she's funny. And so she was like, ooh, hot zaddy Anderson Cooper. Like, but she got the photos because Andy shared them on social media. That's why he's not really, this is not really coming from him. And, you know, I do think that, you know, it was like a wink, wink, nod, nod for Andy to, um, hey, babe, I'm just going to get your picture out there. Yeah. Andy always calls all of his friends babe. Babe. I listen to way too much radio, Andy, Julia. Apparently. (laughs) Good Lord. Julia, it's on my five-minute drive to work. Oh. Right? I can't get too involved in a song. Um, (laughs) I'm desperately looking for my day crawl. Okay. Where Charlie Sheen is now. Broke, blacklisted, and doing video messages. Oh, is he on Cameo? Do you believe this, you no. guys? Is he? Is he? I, 
This man made a million dollars an episode. How to piss away money when you're a drug addict. I mean, 101. that could be a movie. Yep. Well, uh, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. But boy. How many millions did he pay to keep the blackmailers silent um, about his uh, status, his HIV status? You know, I wonder how much money those... He, he spent, paid, but Lori, he paid so much money in cocaine up his nose on hookers and blow. But you can mm-hmm. pay more to blackmailers. Of course you can, Lori. You know that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Lori's been a blackmailer for <laughs> yeah, years. Right. That's how she makes her. That's, that's her side just, hustle. Yeah, that's how I'm going on all yeah. these fancy vacations. See, that's Lori's side hustle. Gonna, blackmail. Blackmail. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just like, whoa. We know. I'm so not surprised. Yeah. This man has lived a very interesting lifestyle. But wasn't he making like... A million dollars an episode, I just said. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. After taxes. And I remember Denise Richards, like, like let him go down from 45,000 a month or 56,000 a month to... Just think about how much money that is. My word. Mm. But when you make a million, you don't take home a million. You take home 500,000 maybe, you know. Just just half a million. Let's just But I'm just saying, that's not that much to pay someone for two women $45,000 a month in child support. That's a lot of money. That's Mm. a ton of money. And that's cash. And that's after taxes. That's... yeah? Yes. The new owner of the National Enquirer and Us Weekly is doing another round of layoffs. There's a media Armageddon going on right now. It's been very hard because there's no advertising. Do we, I think people need to start subscribing to some of their favorite websites that they like or newspapers. Or newspapers or magazines. Magazines and stuff yep. because you know what, they're just going to keep throwing up the ads and if there's really a site that you like, it's not very much money. It's like, you know... It really isn't, you know. Mm-hmm. The, I know. The problem, the biggest problem, is uh, remembering all your your passcodes and your. That is, but you can program them in so the computer will remember. Yeah, them. yeah, I know. But I mean, I did. I bought like three. I subscribed to three newspapers this year to try and like do my. I don't know, just and then I still do a couple of magazines. I do too, even though I get them for free. I pay. You yeah. pay for quality. Yeah. Well, I just don't want our friends to lose their jobs. I don't. We don't. And that's another one. I mean, and America, it's been a tough year, Lori, for advertising. And American media, which owned, uh, owned, you know, they bought Us Weekly from yep, yep. Rolling Whoever. Stone, Jan Wenner. But um, they have 400 people. They've renamed themselves to A3, A360 Media because American media and David Pecker is too much in the news when it comes to I feel like, like that's Anderson Cooper's name, 360. David, a, well, it's a... Yeah, you know, but he's 360. Yeah, Anderson you're Cooper right. at 360, yeah. Well, they might have a problem then with their new company name. And apparently David Pecker is still... Pecking away. And calling the shots. <laughs> <laughs> he is. We're going to play a game instead oh. for happy hour. Oh, happy we hour. made it. Yay. We'll be right back. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.